Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to A Little Wiser. This is Erica Gerard. I'm the producer of All the Wiser. And I'm here with our host, Kimmy Culp. Hello, everyone. I first would like to say to you, um, congratulations on our one-year podcast anniversary. I can't believe that it's been a whole year. It's so hard to believe it's a year. First of all, to think that a year ago we were all together, gathered in my backyard, um, celebrating the launch and, and sharing our vision with you know friends and family. Epic party. <laughs> it was really, you went above and beyond. <laughs> It's like one of the coolest parties I've ever been to. Well, as you know, I like a good party. I like to entertain. <laughs> it was such a fun night. And to think, you know, I, I probably in our head six weeks ago, we would have thought, you know, you and I would get together and have a drink and celebrate and, you know, make a little, I don't know, cheesy video to, to share on social. But to go from all of us together in a backyard and now to this place of distance, we really did find didn't know how to celebrate. And then someone sort of gave us this gift, which was all the celebration we needed. So do you want to share that story? Yes, I'd love to. So we had received a message on Twitter from a teacher in Florida, uh, Sarah Cummings is her name, who had given her sophomores the project of listening to our podcast and then creating some sort of visual representation of some of the messages that spoke to them the most. And they came up with these drawings, these beautiful drawings, and they just blew us away. And you can see them by going to our Twitter page, which is at All the Wiser Pod. You can also see them on Instagram um, at All the Wiser Podcast. And all three of the episodes that she chose were related to mental health, which um, is obviously a critical issue right now during the pandemic. And it's also part of what we are going to talk today about. We have a little wiser special guest who's going to be joining us to talk about loneliness just here in a minute. We're going to call her. So speaking about our subject today, loneliness, this is a topic, Kimmy, that I think about quite a lot, actually. What about you? Yeah, I think I, I'm so excited to speak with Julia because she really is an expert in this area and has launched an incredible new podcast, which we'll share with you on this topic of loneliness. But I think there's so many different types of loneliness. And I am experiencing moments of loneliness in a house with five people and a dog. And I can only imagine um, for people that are single living in a, you know, apartment in a crowded city by themselves and and really can't go anywhere. I think about my mother-in-law who, you know, lost her husband of 50 years and was acclimating to living alone and now, um, you know, being, being cut off in this new way. 
So I think, yeah, I've thought I've thought a lot about it, especially for people who are truly physically alone. But I think everybody categorically, regardless, um, there's some thread of the feeling of loneliness. I find myself finding little ways to connect with strangers because the ways that I would do it before are not available to me. You know, I, I really miss my my dog park time where I would talk to all the other dog moms. Um, I love talking to strangers. I talk to strangers all the time. And so now I just have to be a little bit more creative with it. Yeah, I love that. All right. So our guest today is Julia Bainbridge, and she is from the Lonely Hour podcast, a podcast about loneliness. And Julia has spent years developing her show and speaking with experts and people who have experienced isolation long before these days of quarantine. Yeah. So we decided she was the perfect person to call at this moment, and we are going to give her a ring so she can share some of her wise words with you. Hi, how are you? Good. It's Kimmy and Erica from All the Wiser. Hi, ladies. Hi, Julia. Hi. Well, thank you for making the time to chat with us during this uh, pandemic lockdown. But we're really excited to have this conversation with you and to share it with our listeners at the perfect time. Yeah. So, Julia, do you want to maybe share with us how you came to this topic? Because it really is kind of niche and specific. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I do think I, I am interested in lots of I'm sort of interested in the human condition and I think I could have the anger show and the sex show and the, <laughs> and all sorts of other shows, but I chose loneliness specifically. You know, I think I was looking at more and more people around me joining the gig worker, you know, freelance economy. Uh, and there are upsides to the nature of that kind of work. Right. But it can also result in, in insecurity and, and loneliness. And then, there was dating and kind of, as I put it, the almost like video gamification of it, which just sort of was making modern romance seem pretty bleak, to be honest. And um, I just think our arbiters of meaning are changing and we kind of, we belong to very little today. I was just I was just watching this over like the course of a decade, right, like union, church and club memberships declining. And so um, also more and more people are living alone than ever before in human history. And so it kind of all came together and I wanted to explore it. And I think, um, I think what intrigues me about loneliness is our discomfort with it when in fact it's part of the human experience. What was your personal experience with loneliness? I mean, I think I was really, I don't know, noticing other people's discomfort with it more than my own. Although I will say being a single person and at the time feeling pretty kind of desperate about um, the changing attitudes towards long-term monogamous partnership and, and finding someone, you know, was feeling increasingly impossible. Uh, so I would say that was sort of the personal catalyst to explore this, but it really was kind of serving all these changes in society in a way over time. Absolutely makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think like with my show, you know, I decided I wasn't going to put loneliness in the problem box, you know, like we're, 
often reluctant to talk about loneliness because we're part of this problem-solving oriented culture and we feel that loneliness can't be fixed. But, you know, as I said, actually it's central to the human experience. So my approach has been to talk openly about it, kind of cataloging people's experiences with it in a narrative-driven format and in the hopes of destigmatizing it. And maybe that will soften the blow of the feeling, um, which is an inevitable one, or at least make people feel less alone. What would you say are the different types of loneliness? Yeah, I mean, I think first it's important to distinguish between loneliness and solitude, right? So there's like aloneness, which is a state, just the state of being alone. Loneliness is a negative feeling, a sad feeling over that state. And then there's solitude, which I see as having a a more positive connotation, like people seek solitude, right? It can be a recharging time. And then loneliness is a kind of alarm signal, right? Like it's nature's way of telling us to rejoin the group lest we compromise our health. So in a way, the stigma has value, right? Like our discomfort with solitary life is a survival instinct and loneliness helps keep us fit, right? But it's when it becomes chronic, you know, that's when we've got an issue. And then there's David White, the poet and philosopher, and he has this way of inverting the common understanding of something to reveal a deeper, often often counterintuitive meaning. Like he talks about loneliness as a doorway to becoming. Like quite often it's a difficult and vulnerable doorway, but it's one you don't maybe want to go through, but it's one that's, it's simplifying our life and it's bringing us down to a foundational understanding of what's the simplest thing that we want and need in life. And so he would say, try to see it as a foundation for for understanding yourself of stepping off from it. And I think that's what's happening for a lot of people right now. You know, I was speaking to the obvious that we all are experiencing some sort of chronic isolation. And, you know, I was thinking about the experience of loneliness during this time as compared to feelings of loneliness before. I mean, I think if we're thinking of of big eras before, like we've got all these technological tools at our disposal. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, I've been really impressed with people's creativity there. So I guess, um, you know, I think we'd all be a lot worse off, perhaps, if if we didn't have these ways to connect with one another, even though there's no stand in really for uh, for in-person contact. I think like being able to see each other's faces through Zoom and FaceTime and things like that is is really an asset right now. I mean, we could be learning some things in this time about how to manage loneliness coming out of this time. Well, what about physical touch? I mean, that's something that I think I worry about for people who live alone. I know that there's a lot of negative effects, negative health effects to a lack of physical touch. Is there anything that can be done to mitigate the absence of of hugging or any other types of physical affection? Much of the media's focus has been on techniques to fight anxiety, but we really need to look at the other side of the coin and think about how do we increase positive emotions. And we need to do that exactly because we're not getting physical touch, right? So like, what activities bring you pleasure? Is it is it binging a dating reality show? Is it baking? You know, actively schedule that in and it's important because we're not getting that dopamine hit. We usually get from physically being around friends and lovers. And there's, there's not really a substitute for the benefit um, to the brain that physical touch provides. But this is kind of the next best thing to counteract some of what we're not getting without those social reinforcements. So like guilty pleasures, whatever it is, whatever, what like, what's your guilty pleasure? I don't know. What makes you guys feel 
happy? I would say, I mean, <laughs> binging Netflix. Yeah. Ice cream bars. Yeah, dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah. She would say, let yourself have it for sure. Um, I And I know like, yeah, these moments of joy, right? I know that was one of your questions. Like I've been finding joy in phone sex, to be honest. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, we're like, yeah. I mean, Good like, for you, Julia. Thanks. You know, I've never been shy, but I think uh, right now, <laughs> you know, we have like different rules of connection right now, right? So maybe open the door and step into something new, maybe that you wouldn't have tried before um, and kind of like lean into this time if you can. If you have the privilege of being safe at home with an internet connection, <laughs> take advantage of all that's going on. Like, I think the internet's looking kinder right now. Um, and again, as, as we talked about, it's not really a stand-in for, for touch, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be out of this eventually and be able to hug each other again. But for right now, there, there's a lot to, to hold on to. And I know on the podcast, one of the things you talk about is post-coronavirus era and the keys to finding connection as we come out of this. So what's your advice there? I think for me, it's less about finding connection after this and more like a taking stock that this is forcing me to do. We're dealing with this unprecedented situation and this unusual kind of collective loneliness. Yes. Um, What if it could help us rethink the way we're living? Like, you know, these like disruptions create shifts. And I think that we're going to see some societal shifts. But I think, you know, individually, could this disruption and this sitting with ourselves, right, for those of us who have the privilege of, of being at home and safe, um, however uncomfortable sitting with yourself may be, you know, might this help us reckon with parts of ourselves? So, you know, again, I think it's a good time to take stock. Do you, do you in your usual life feel lonely? You know, how, how might you want to live differently when we emerge from this? Um, I think it's also a good time to focus on people who matter, like maybe spend less mental energy on people who don't really add much to our lives. Um, Those people who can be flaky or whatever, like um, the people who aren't always there for us. Maybe we cut them slack in other times and this is a time to focus on the people who are there for us day in and day out. So Julia, we want everybody to tune in to your podcast, The Lonely Hour, which could not be more timely. So quickly tell us about that. And we know in your other life, you're a food writer. So we also want to know, what are you eating and drinking during the pandemic? <laughs> oh, my God. Eating and drinking during the pandemic. I was very good about eating my vegetables and doing a lot of um, cooking in the first two weeks. And now I have <laughs> been ordering a lot of unhealthy takeout, in part because I want to support restaurants, which it's hard to overstate how important they are to me. Um, I'm not baking sourdough bread like everybody else seems <laughs> to be. <laughs> No, no big projects going on. But the podcast, it's called The Lonely Hour. It's a podcast about loneliness, but it's not a bummer. You go to thelonelyhour.com. Um, you'll find all the appropriate links there. All right. Well, everybody tune in to The Lonely Hour. And Julia, thank you again so much for joining us. Be well and take care and um, keep being you. You're awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Kimmy, maybe you can give us a little sneak preview 
for who's on the show next week. Next week on the show is Dave. Um, and Erica, you gave me a lot of shit because I kept telling <laughs> you he doesn't have a last name. You're like, how is that possible? We need the last name to get all the files going. Well, let me tell you, I, I tried so hard to find his last name. I Googled every possible combination of Dopey Dave that I could. And the man is slick. I mean, I could find nothing. I I was describing him as the Bansky of podcasting because not only can you not find his last name on the internet and he has a really successful podcast, but all the images, his eyes are covered. So you can't find a picture of him on the internet. He is the host of the Dopey Podcast, which is all about crazy tales and stories of addiction. Um, He's been in and out of rehab more times than anyone could imagine. Um, And he wanted to share these stories. He's a great storyteller. So the podcast is raw and funny. It's a little bit Howard Stern-esque, but it has a tragic turn in which his co-host, as they were co-hosting and building this really successful podcast, Chris, um, relapsed and overdosed um, the day before he was supposed to show up for one of these recordings. So... Dave bravely moved on and went to the mic alone each day. And he's really, really honest and vulnerable and raw and funny and talks about what it means to be an addict, uh, what it means to be in recovery and what it means to lose the people you love um, to the very addiction, um, you know, that's that's defined huge chapters of your life. He also had the coronavirus and had it really bad, like um, quarantined in his room, you know, fever, respiratory. But he is clean and sober. He has a lot to share. And I am excited for you to meet Dave, or as I call him, the Bansky of podcasting. Ooh, I can't wait. So mysterious. Very mysterious. Thank you, Kimmy. And thank you for joining us for our third episode of A Little Wiser. We'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. Be well, everyone. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.